Welcome to the Domain of Heroes podcast. This is episode two. You're listening to the Domain of Heroes podcast, news and information about the RPG that's just a little different, and we like it that way. Play the game free at www.domainofheroes.com. And now, your hosts, Aaron Murray, Fernando Boz, and Brian Talbot. Welcome back for episode two. Thanks for joining us. This is Brian with Aaron and Fernando. We're talking about Domain of Heroes, the free-to-play game located at DomainofHeroes.com. Domain of Heroes. Game updates. So we've been putting a lot of work into Domain of Heroes. Fernando, Aaron, let's hear about some of the changes and upgrades. We were down for upgrades, and we essentially migrated everything to a, a new data center in North Virginia, inside of Amazon's cloud, and then uh, put some load balancers in front of our servers, as well as made the entire game HTTPS encrypted compatible. So you can play the whole game now encrypted. I uh, just type in HTTPS in front of Domain of Heroes. It also work unencrypted if you'd prefer a slightly quicker experience. That's just sort of the future direction of the internet. So we're supporting that end to end now, which is great. Basically now, you don't have to wait for your purchases to show in your in your inventory. Absolutely. I think it's really important to have automated purchasing, so that's great. On top of that, we tweaked the way items are rolled, make them a little bit better. Well, that's what we're hearing, but uh, the idea was to increase the quality of the items, both purchase items and the items that you get through grinding. So you'll see it. Uh, like Fernando said, we got the payments automated and we're also just continually tweaking the back end, you know, putting bigger servers out, trying to make any lag that players experience uh, lesser and lesser. One of the keys is that we're constantly striving to make the game better for the players because it's such a vibrant community. We hear what people are saying and we're definitely trying to be responsive here. Yes, and we love the feedback. Uh, a lot of players, especially some of the mods, are really good about giving me feedback if the game is experiencing prolonged periods of lag or slowdown, which is great because it gives me time to go in, have a look at the server, debug some things to see what's causing that slowdown, and then ultimately also fix the problem in the short term. But it helps with the long-term planning for the performance tuning. And it helps us manage the number of servers that we have and the size of those servers Thanks to the players for their generous support, we were able to buy bigger servers for them and, and keep the game development continuous and ongoing. So we're talking about game development. What does the future of Doe look like? Well, Fernando's got a ton of stuff in the works as well as uh, you know all of us, actually. But Fernando's sort of coordinating everything and prioritizing working with the players. So Fernando, why don't you tell us what's next? Well, immediately we're going to do some skill rebalancing. We already have some things kind of finalized on the design and assets. We are going to keep that under wraps for a little longer. Everybody that's been to the forums has seen the, the poll that we have on the um, brainstorm for a um, mobile app. And uh, so far, the results are uh, pointing to inventory management, PBE, and chat as the top three features that people want to see in the mobile app efforts uh, in that area is the preliminary design uh, like big picture design that's what's um, happening 
So somewhere in the future, we'll be able to play Doe on our mobile devices. Yes. Well, as soon as um, it, it was mentioned in the in-game, in the chat in-game, people were very responsive. The number of boats that we have in the in the poll was, it was at least uh, more than I expected. And it just speaks of uh, how people play games. Uh, it's about mobile, and uh, that's... Uh, where Doe is going to be heading soon. So if people do want to vote, they can go to the Doe Forums at doeforums.com and cast their vote for what features they'd like to have in a mobile game, right? Yeah, it's uh, Doe Forum, now uh, singular, doeforum.com. Just head to the general game discussion and you'll see the poll is pinned at the very top. And that poll will be open until the beginning of June. So if you're listening to this podcast after June 2016, uh, the poll will probably be closed, but you can still see the results there. Domain of Heroes Feature Story. So Doe is a unique game, and one of the best features of it that the players seem to really enjoy is what we call AFK Away From Keyboard. It's actually a genre that's developing called idle games. In 2008, when we first created and launched Domain of Heroes, there was a lot of browser games out that were essentially flash-based action games, Line Rider, those sorts of games, a little bit of tower defense maybe. There wasn't a lot of in-depth games, and they were typically uh, physics-based games were also really popular at the time. And for me personally, I was feeling the pressure of the time crunch from having my first child, another one on the way, a job, a commute, and realizing that I didn't really have a lot of time to play the games that I had been used to playing. And so I wanted to make a game that I could play when I had moments, but have it be productive all day so that I could sort of start it and then handle some of my real-life stuff, come back to it, check on it, maybe change some things, let it keep going, and essentially get the reward of playing all day without actually spending all day at the keyboard. So we created the idea for an AFK game, and then you see Doe, right? It's a, a fully-fledged game that you can play continuously at the keyboard or sort of put it into a, a set-and-forget mode for a while. Now, fast-forward eight years, and a lot of people have played games that are of the genre now called idle games, which is essentially what we were going after back then. Some of those games are hugely popular, but it's it's really interesting that we were sort of building a genre from from scratch and part of the original games that that contributed to that yeah so idle games i mean there's even an entry on wikipedia it's an incremental game idle game clicker game it's a big thing and like i don't mention it's um though was a pioneer way back way before it became um a thing though was uh, had this concept and now you you Fast forward to 2013, and that's when you, you see the first games in this genre become popular. And then three years later, it has a name. It's a, it's a genre. The, the thing with idle games is you're a little far away from, from the action, right? You set your actions, step out, come back. And there is pros and cons, and one of the cons of this kind of game is that it removes you from the action. That's what you want, though. However, in Doe, what makes Doe unique, even within this niche, is the fact that it's, you're not isolated. In most idle games, you're basically on a rail of collecting, clicking and collecting, or waiting and collecting. 
and then spending that uh, the, the collected currency to become faster at acquiring that currency. So it's just this never-ending loop. We don't have that in Doe, but what we have is everything that you do idle has an effect on your character, and that character eventually is going to have an effect on a, an environment, which is where the system of the faction versus faction comes in. Your rewards are affected not only by what you do idle or uh, AFK, but also what you do when you're sitting at the keyboard playing the game actively. So we have there's a good balance that we have there, right? Where you can play as much as you want, but it is more, more meaningful when you sit down and interact with other people. Well, and I think that's one of the keys to Doe, right, is the sense of community. And by being an idle gamer, an AFK game, it allows you to play the game, but not be so intensely absorbed by the game that you can't take part in the community. In fact, the game is designed so that you can spend the majority of your time chatting with other players and being involved in that community while you're still playing the game. I think that makes it unique and gives the players something that they're not going to find in most other games, especially when you have to be so intensely involved in being able to actually battle or swing a sword or do those kinds of things while you're grinding, right? One of the goals for Domain of Heroes is to really embrace the options that we have, given the type of game that it is. And we'd like it to be the greatest idle game and a very deep, rich MMORPG at the same time, which is something that you just don't see anywhere. There's a thrill to doing a raid in WoW with a bunch of people, and it takes a long time, and it's very challenging, and the rewards at the end are great, and there's stories to be shared. That's a great experience. There's also a need in my life for an experience that I can just enjoy a very light-touch engagement with a game, and our ability to have both of those at the same time is something that we need to truly embrace and continue to improve upon because there's nothing like that. Well, I think it's really interesting, too. If you want to have just a game experience, there's a lot you can do with quests and reading all the lore that's behind them and the storylines that, that, that go through the quests. So you can do that, and you can grind, you can try and level up, you can conquer lands and do all that kind of stuff by yourself, but then you can go ahead and get involved in the community, have faction v. faction, get engaged with the chat, find out what other people are doing, not only in the game, but actually there's a lot of real-life relationships that are built around this community, and I think that that's another really unique aspect of, of Doe. With that sense of community, we have things like the leaderboard, which is a constant update, and you can see who's on top, and we like to have tournaments and competitions and recently we held the dorian cup rue was our winner and we have an interview now with rue domain of heroes players we're here today with rue rue was the winner of our first tournament from the re-release of doe and rue let's talk a little bit about the tournament today sounds good what was the build that won the tournament for you I was using a Dragon Paladin, and unlike most Dragon Paladins who are, were using Tail Whip, there was a recent change where you couldn't use Tail Whip exclusively. It was too high of a cost that you wouldn't be able to sustain it, so I actually used Heavenly Smite, which was unusual 
having to deal with the changes there, but it, it worked out pretty good. There was a lot of regen, which helped me survive, and I actually went unscathed for a majority of the beginning rounds. It wasn't until the uh, preliminary fight in the bracket version with Meow that I actually got hit once. It wasn't until the finals that I actually had any sort of a challenge. Interesting. So what was the toughest match that you faced in the tournament? I came severely close to dying to uh, Dragladin, who is also known as Luker or Dewar, or Dewar is usually what people refer to him as. And he actually had me down to 900 health, and that last round of the fight was pretty much win or lose. And fortunately, I dodged and got the hidden. So that was a very close fight. You were the favorite going into the tournament, and you did come out of it victorious. So congratulations on uh, the first uh, tournament winner. Thank you very much. So how did you find Domain of Heroes? I honestly can't remember. I want to say I was looking for something to play AFK because I was going to school at the time, and I ended up finding it. And as soon as I logged in, I pretty much fell in love. At the time, there was no guides. It was fresh out of beta. It was probably a month or two after it was publicly released. And I mean, like I said, I just instantly came in and it was pretty much plopped you right in and you had to figure out where to go from there. And I just I, I fell in love with the community at large and everybody learning how to use everything. There was no gear to be found like there is today. So that was always interesting. I remember legendaries being such a high coveted item at the time. There was no mythicals and charms were rare. So it was definitely different playing compared to now where there's an overflow of all these amazing items that you can get really cheap and Back then, these items would have went for hundreds and hundreds of wishes, which is the, the currency year. So it's kind of funny to see how far it's come since then. So what do you like most about playing Doe? I have three children, and the fact that I can literally set myself up and just walk away and not have to worry about it, it's key for me. I love the fact that I can just set it and forget it and then come back and find, like earlier this morning, I woke up to a charm in my inventory, which sold for some wishes, which is really nice. So I really love the fact that I could just set it and forget it, be able to take care of my kids, go to work, come back from work, and still be hammering out the items and making progress. What kind of recommendations would you have for any new players that are just joining Dell? I think a staple for every character, every new player, would have to be a Magic Find character. Being so tightly in tuned with character creation, it's one of my favorite things to do in the game, finding those nifty builds not many people use. I mean, you see gnome pirates and jacks and orc this, orc that. So I like to play around a lot, but I definitely suggest an orc rogue for any starter because you get so much power out of it, and it just gets you that much closer to being able to grind with the best and uh, give you the best chance for the best items and get you started. Would you recommend starting with quests or just hopping right into battle or building up a little bit of experience points through grinding? I think step one would definitely be join a guild. Uh, they are probably one of the best resources out there for any new player. There are so many guilds that are just devoted to giving you something to get you started, whether it's information or items or charms to help you on your way. There's a lot of really, really good guilds out there that help out the newer players. And that's one of the great things about the community is so many people are so willing to help. As far as quest goes, I personally prefer to use um, boosts. We get an hourly boost every day at happy hour, and that is like prime time for handing in quests because you get the 400% experience bonus added to your quest returns. So that's definitely the best time for that. What's your favorite item? Ooh, that's hard. I got to say, I'm quite partial to the trophy I won from winning the tournament. And before the crash, I actually had um, a similar trophy that was legendary from uh, the Monster Lore contest. Unfortunately, we lost that with the server crash, but I got a 
pretty nice replacement from winning the tournament, which was nice. Very cool. Very cool. What's your favorite dose story? Ooh, the bait. I gotta say, I love the Lord Fawz quest line. It's definitely pretty enveloping if you actually read it, opposed to just spamming through the clicking to get that experience and reward at the end. What are some of the most memorable moments in Doe for you? Oh, before the crash, we had a lot of players that were suited for PvP, and I remember having all of these really, really well outfitted players. We would mastermind these huge fights in uh, faction versus faction. And we would have all three factions in one area, and we would just set two walls aside that were, don't attack these guys, they're going to hold the land until everybody's timers are out and you can jump right back in the fight. Everybody would buy rounds during this time, and I mean, we would just gain PvP levels left and right just from joining a fight and not having to worry about, you know, actually taking the area. It was pretty fun to orchestrate that. We did that several times. We would have 10, 11 people in there at a time. Sounds like a blast. Oh, it was always fun. What would you like to see out of Doe? I think personally, the one thing I want to see is more useful character creations. Like I said earlier, you see so many gnomes and so many orcs. It would definitely be awesome to see a little more utility out of the lesser used classes. I think the reason for that is that when you get into battle, some of those orcs are so powerful, they'll kill you with one swipe and then move on. Exactly. They definitely have one of the strongest skills in the game. Other characters need to be a little more suited to be able to uh, take the brunt of the force as well. I think that's actually being worked on at this point, so we'll get a power rebalance and see if we can even out the game, get some of the other classes and races mixed in and have a little bit more diversity throughout the game. So for a new player listening, it seems like you have this unbelievable amount of information and, and wisdom around the game. How does a new player get to that point or at least be able to start to better relate to A lot of the things that you're saying. A lot of it is just exposure. Like I said, when I first started, I had no clue. There were no guides. Nobody had the knowledge that we have access to today. I know I spent a lot of time in the codex just researching things and trying different things out. And really, that's all you can do if you're not willing to ask around. Fortunately, now in the guides that we didn't have before, I was actually one of the first players to start a guide. And I'm actually currently working on a how-to-play video guide that I will be posting on YouTube. What about the forums? The forums are a great tool. If you ask a question, either use the help channel in the chat room or just go to the forums and post questions. And, I mean, there's just tons of devoted players that are more than willing to help you out and have the right information. It's, It's nice to see how many people are actually caring about the new players and trying to keep them here by giving them the information they need. So tell us a little bit more about that community, because that's such a strong element of Doe. Well, the community is the basis of the game. You know, for the first three or four years of me playing this game, a lot of it wasn't even playing the game. It was talking to the community. I loved the social aspect of it. We have so many unique players, and it's so awesome to see this cooking pot of all these different players coming together with this one passion. And to see the rivalries emerge and seeing people want to fight one another. And and again, like I said, with the people that help, it's so crazy. I started one guide and it just, it snowballed from there. We had four or five people writing guides for every aspect of the game that, you know, things I never thought of, like the trade chat, which I typically avoid. They had price guides. They've made guides for pretty much everything that you could need. So that's awesome to see just the sheer volume of people willing to help one another. Yeah, in today's gaming environment, so much of it is mobile and so much of it is just individual play. So that whole community aspect and the community contributing back into the game with things like plugins and guides and other types of 
user help is just something that's really unique, I think, to Doe. Definitely. I remember in the back in the day, I really enjoyed playing World of Warcraft, and nothing bothered me more than spending three or four hours on something called a massively multiplayer game and being completely alone in an area, never seeing any other players. So it's really nice to see the presence here where before you really had to kind of look for it. Yeah, that's a that's a huge part of the game. What are your thoughts on on bringing new players in? Because it isn't your typical game, so it's a little bit more complex when you get started. It is a pretty complex game. I think it's pretty easy to pick up once you get the basics of it. It'd definitely be cool to have the mobile apps worked on. A lot of that could be word of mouth as well. Uh, I know we have the Facebook page up and running. Now we've got the podcast as well, which is great. So I think a lot of it's just word of mouth. Try, Try to invite your friends, find people who are into this sort of thing. Uh, the best way I could explain Doe, though, would be is a text-based Diablo 2, which was one of my favorite games when I was a teenager. I spent hours on it. So when I found a free game on the Internet that was similar, that I didn't have to download, and that had this great community of people in it, I was I was addicted. No, we're definitely excited to have old players back, and we welcome all the new players as well. So, Oh, it's nice to see all the veterans. The first day back, it was quite nostalgic to be out of the community for two years and just seeing all these familiar names and having people, you know, it's, it seemed like everybody was just so excited. It was like a high school reunion. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, that's been great. We really appreciate your time today. Look for Rue in the next tournament. He will be the reigning champ coming in, so looks like you'll have a target on your back, my friend. That's all right. I gladly welcome any challengers, and I would love to see somebody beat me. I'm really excited to finding somebody who can do that. And there you go. Challenge is laid down. So, Rue, again, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot for being on here, and thanks a lot for playing Domain of Heroes. We'll talk with you soon. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Rue in the Dorian Cup. Fernando, what other contests or competitions do we have coming up? We have a, um, it's not a competition, but it's more of a, I don't even want to say a contest because there is no winner, but uh, I guess everybody's a winner. If you draw a picture of a, a monster for us, you'll get wishes. The list of the monsters that we're missing is again in the forum, which is www.doforum.com. And you'll find in the um, general game discussion subforum a um, a thread a pin thread with the um, instructions on how to select the monster how to paint it and then how to submit it if it's selected to be in the game we'll reward you with 20 wishes so we're engaging the community in many ways one of the ways is by having members of the community who have a little bit of artistic ability to draw some of the monsters that we don't have identities for and that's going on right now through June 6th of 2016. How does somebody get involved in that? Um, go to the forum, pick one of the monsters that doesn't have any art. There is a link in the forum thread. If you click on that link, you'll see a list of the monsters. Some of them have a broken image, which means that there is no art for that monster. Go through the entire list. We have descriptions of the monsters in there, so you can uh, have a better sense of the concept behind the monster is. Pick one, the, the one that you like. So unleash your inner dough and create a monster for the game. How cool. Yeah. If you have other questions or comments, feedback you'd like to provide, why don't you go ahead and let us know? You can send any questions to me, Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, at tandemgames.com. 
And we'd be happy to go ahead and uh, answer your questions on the next podcast. What do we have to look forward to in the near future? Well, probably Ray mentioned a little bit about it. We have some changes coming to the browser version of Doe. Uh, we already talked about we're working on a mobile version, but we're going to adjust the way Doe looks like on your browser. Doe is a initially was done for smaller screens with uh, less resolution. Again, fast forward eight years, technology moved forward, and now uh, screens allow for more pixels, even if the screen size is the same, uh, we have more pixels on the screens. So the UI is going to become more functional. It's going to allow for an easier experience, at least for um, easier beginner experience. Sections that complement each other are going to be available at the same time. Things, for example, like inventory and equip. It's very good to have those two at the same time. Uh, so it's easier to select what you want to equip. Uh, they can expect to see those two uh, tabs at the same time. That sounds like a neat change. What about players who are just really comfortable with the old user interface? Will they still have access to that? Yes, we are going to roll this out in tandem. So players will be able to choose on the character tune select screen which UI they want to use. If they want to go with the new wide UI or stay with the old narrow UI. And like Fernando said, it's largely the same content, just widened. When we originally made Doe, we were trying to fit into a browser viewport that was on an 800 by 600 monitor so that players could get to most of the content on that. And a 1024 by 768 was kind of considered the more ideal resolution. <laughs> that was back when monitors were square. You know, and now they're widescreen and with a much higher resolution. So we're just going to essentially widen it a little bit and take the same content and bring more of it in at once and see how that goes. And then hopefully players will give us feedback. We can modify it and just have a slightly more convenient experience right now. For instance, chat. Right, You get chat on two tabs, but not all tabs, <laughs> and it's just confusing. And that's because people primarily want to see chat while they're doing inventory management and chat while they're seeing that info screen on the bottom. So we, we realize that those things just sort of need to be around all the time, as well as, be, like Fernando said, being able to do inventory management while you're seeing your equipment. Things that make sense now, eight years later. It sounds like a great innovation for both new players and older players alike. I think new players are really going to find that the new UI is so much easier for them, less confusing. Like, for example, in the current UI, the narrow UI, the trade window, it has a button. <laughs> and things like that, where their UI elements that are logically should be grouped are not necessarily grouped. That's so confusing, even for me. Sometimes I'm trying to do trade, I got to hop over to inventory, then I'm trying to do trade chat, and those three things are in different spots. Did the trade work? Did it not work? It's <laughs> Functionally, it's there, but the flow is so challenging. For new players, that's one of the things that's hard for them is the learning curve, just to have the UI be useful to them is so steep. And we also want to you know, eventually roll out some sort of a new player experience that sort of says, hey, click here, do this, uh, touch these, don't touch these, right? 
your basic new player walkthrough. We started doing that together with the current UI, and it was so confusing to have to write the new player scripts to explain why things are laid out the way they are because of the way you used to buy monitors in 2008. Hence the sort of need for this UI change. So speaking of new players, we're always looking for new players. And if you can refer any new players, we have a referral points bonus of wishes. You can find more information on that in the wishes tab of the game. So as we wrap up our second podcast, again, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being part of the Doe community. It's domainofheroes.com. If you have questions, you can always send listener mail into brian at tandemgames.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at tandemgames.com. Don't forget the Doe Forums at doeforum.com. Our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Domain of Heroes. And of course, the game at domainofheroes.com. For Aaron and Fernando, I'm Brian, and this has been Domain of Heroes Podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Domain of Heroes Podcast. Play the game free at www.domainofheroes.com.